You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer, the best in the business. Once again, back in business. Joined as always by my faithful co-host, Nate, the Professor Christian. Nate, what is up? Mike, it was a great weekend. We got college football. We had professional football. We got together this weekend. We did. All good stuff. It was a good time. It was a busy weekend for me. Lots of driving, lots of sporting events, but it was fun. Uh, We will be recapping the Penn State-Maryland game. So if you want to hear that, head on over to Penn... God, I almost said head on over to Penn State. They already know about the game. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind. Five or ten dollars here, you will get to hear our bonus podcast. So if you want to hear that, give it a, give it a listen. And also, uh, we're doing free trials now on the Patreon. So you could do yeah. a free trial of the Patreon for seven days. So um, you'll get to hear what it's all about for free and then decide whether or not you like it. Please like it. Put a lot of work into it, but <laughs> let's get into our talking points tonight. Nate, bye weeks, injuries, they're piling up. Yep. And you know what? Maybe you thought you were a contender. Maybe I thought I was a contender. Maybe you, the listener, thought you were a contender. And guess what? You sold away some of your high picks. So you need some trade targets that are buy low trade targets that you think are going to help your team. Sometimes the best value is the cheapest one. So, Nate, let's get into it here. I don't know if this is necessarily a buy low, certainly more of a buy low now than he was a year ago or a year plus ago, but who are you starting off with tonight? Yeah, Javante Williams, and I want to get Javante Williams straight up for anything that's not a first-round pick. That's where I'm like just starting off with that. We want Javante Williams two second-round picks. That's fine. James Conner in a second round. That's fine. Kyron Williams in a second round. You know I'm not a big fan of Kyron Williams myself. So Javante Williams, 10 plus fantasy points in the last two games. That's probably what you just consider like average. But in today's running back landscape, that's actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, just consistency. You know, they just had a buy this past week, so he's not fresh in people's mind. Um, 10 red zone carries in the Broncos last game, Mike. Um, he's getting plenty of opportunity there. Um, f- over 50% snap share the last two games. He's ramping up. He's looking healthy now. You know, that we definitely saw a – Javante Williams that was coming back from injury over the first couple of weeks of the season. But I think at this point, especially coming out of, out of the bye, we have a healthy Javante now. Um, 52% of routes run last game. So season high for him, 43% the week before that. So that means he's not just getting opportunity on the ground. He's also getting opportunity through the air. We love running backs who catch passes. So Javante Williams, everything really coming together. So far this season, he's seen three targets in every single game except for week six against Kansas City and has at least two receptions in all of those games as well. So, you know, he's a consistent running back. He's a young running back still, um, only 23 years old. You know, we had a lot of hype around him. He's coming back from this injury. You know, we've, we've seen it with Brees Hall. What happens when you get this running back and they're healthy again? And this is the time to get Javante Williams. I love this. And you know what? The Denver Broncos are getting better. They're not as bad as they, they were. They have to. Yeah. Well, I mean, they could get worse, I guess, technically. Um, but I love this. Javante Williams, I'm really glad he's off of bye week because I need him in a lot of spots. But uh, let's move on. Nate, I'm taking an L here. Yeah. Taking a loss 
and I'm going to try to buy low as low as possible on Tank Dell. Wide receiver for the Houston Texans. Been better than I expected. You know I've been very outspoken against um, smaller receivers. He's 5'8", whatever his weight is. I don't know off the top of my head. And everyone likes to make the Slim Reaper comparison, but Devontae Smith is, I think, 6'6", six six so he has yeah. you know, a, a taller frame. And I will say this, being an Eagles fan, Devontae Smith is one tough dude. He plays through a lot, of, and he did get banged up. Of this past game, I saw him limping on the sideline. The Eagles do have a bye week, so um, and I don't, I didn't hear anything about it. Yeah, I don't think it's a big deal. I'm not super worried about it at this time. Um, like I said, better than expected. Really good rapport with CJ Stroud, QB one from this class, maybe. Uh, 20 catches, 454 yards, and four touchdowns. The only thing I don't like, and this is not a knock, nine carries for 26 yards. I think he could be effectively utilized there, especially yeah. Damian Pierce. He's got an ankle injury. Uh, Devin Singletary, not as good as I thought he would be in a fill-in role last week, but C.J. Stroud more than made up for it. I'd love to see Tank get a little bit of run. You know, Jet Suites ends around, all good stuff like that. Um, so some recent trades that I saw. Um, I saw somebody, and this was after the injury, trade Kirk Cousins straight up for Tank. And I'll, I'll do that right now. I mean, why do we know that they have a good shelf life here. Kirk Cousins, there's uncertainty. I think he's going to play next year. I don't necessarily think it's going to be for the Minnesota Vikings, but you never know. Um, another one I saw, Greg Dulcich and Kenneth Gainwell for Tank Dell, and I'm going to make that. Um, okay, yeah, we'll take Greg, that. You guys know I'm a Greg Dulcich fan, so this one kind of hurts a little bit, but the fact of the matter is he's been injured and very unreliable so far in his two years, and I don't understand the Eagles' love for Kenneth Gainwell, he's a good two-minute back, but um, use somebody else in the red zone. And another one, uh, Chuba Hubbard and Josh Palmer for Tank. Josh Palmer on IR, Chuba Hubbard. I know he's out snapping Miles Sanders. Another disappointment for me this year, Miles Sanders. Um, but I'm still going to make that move right now for Tank Dell. So let's move on to the next one. Nate, you continue to surprise me. Who do you got? <laughs> got Zach Charbonnet here, you know. Um, we, we all love Zach Charbonnet. I think a lot of us had him, you know, as our RB three, RB four, um, coming into the draft. And then we were all devastated when he went to the Seahawks, you know, um, Kenneth Walker's already there. We love Kenneth Walker. And now it's just, they're going to eat into each other. Well, Zach Charbonnet is starting his rise. And this is probably gonna be one of the last couple weeks that you can still get him for a buy low because he's out snapped Kenneth Walker two weeks in a row now. And I will say he plays on a lot of receiving downs. So that is, you know, reflected of the game script and the fact that the Seahawks have been playing from behind recently. But over the last two weeks, Kenneth Walker, 49% snaps. Zach Charbonnet, 55. The week before that, 41% for Kenneth Walker, 59 for Zach Charbonnet. So, you know, he's getting those receiving touches. That's what we like to see. He hasn't got a ton of targets in the, in the games yet, but it's coming. And we just keep hearing Pete Carroll talk about Zach Charbonnet um, being someone that he's been impressed with. Uh, he's got 5.3 yards per carry. So when he's using the ground game, he is, you know, creating yardage, you know, creating explosive plays, three breakaway, three, three breakaway runs. That's a hard one to say for me tonight, um, which means any runs of 15 yards or more. That's 27th in the league, Mike. But Zach Charbonnet hasn't, you know, he's not anywhere close to 27th in the league in carries. So he's doing this at a great rate. He's creating big plays. He's being used in the receiving game. Zach Charbonnet, we love young running backs who can be productive. Zach Charbonnet looks like he's going to get there. I want to go after him, you know, trade running backs like Tajay Spears. I know also looking pretty well, but I just like Zach Charbonnet a bit more. 
Um, Kyron Williams, also another young running back I'm not a huge fan of. I think you can get Zach Charbonnet still for a second-round pick at this point. Uh, maybe you need to throw a throw-in player in um, if, you know, maybe you're trying to get him from the Kenneth Walker owner. It's going to be a little bit harder. But Zach Charbonnet, I think a great buy low right now because we always are looking for the next running back. You know, I think we're going to get some good production out of Zach Charbonnet over the next couple of years. I have questions. Yeah. Do you think the possibility of Zach Charbonnet getting all those carries was because of the blowout? loss to the Ravens last week, you know, just trying to keep Kenneth Walker healthy. I mean, it's a possibility that they wanted to get him more action anyway. Yeah, no, for sure. But the fact that we are going to see such a timeshare, I think that's, that's what we're really seeing is that Pete Carroll, um, you know, he wants to get Zach Charbonnet involved every opportunity. Now in other games, you know, I do think Kenneth Walker's going to outset snap Zach Charbonnet. I don't think this is going to be something that continues week in and week out, but we're going to see Zach Charbonnet getting 40% and 50% of the snaps regularly. I think at this point, and with that in today's running back landscape, you know, that's, that's worth a second round pick for sure. You know, a lot of people drafted Zach Charbonnet around that point. So you got to pay a little bit on top of that. So a second round pick and a throw in player, but we know the scarcity of running backs on our dynasty team. So it's true. true. Uh, Also, you seem to be very keen on getting rid of Kyron Williams here. Uh, I'm scrolling down. I'm not seeing you selling him off anywhere else, but um, so are you just holding him right now or are you hoping that you're going to play him? Maybe hang on to him when he comes back off IR, see what you can get. Are you just willing and ready to move on from him? I don't have much Kyron Williams myself. I think I have like two or three shares and I'm just, they're very late. We, we've seen the Rams backfield. It, they can insert whoever they want in there and get some okay. kind of production. Now Kyron Williams obviously did great when he was um, healthy, but I don't see Kyron Williams as a long-term answer. Um, you know, based on draft capital and just the history of the Rams backfield. It's not like Sean McVay is looking for that one back that he's going to put, you know, all of his efforts into. This is going to continue to be a shared backfield. And even when Kyron Williams has his, is that going to last the rest of the season? And if so, is it going to last anywhere past this season? I have my doubts. Yeah. And one last question. Did we see this coming from Keaton Mitchell in that that game against the aforementioned Seahawks? Or was this – just the way the game worked. Because, I mean, Gus Edwards got less carries, but he still had 52 yards and two touchdowns. So, you know, I just was it just the way the game went? You're a Ravens fan, so I feel Man, Keaton Mitchell, man, he might be the real deal. I don't think Keaton Mitchell is going to be – I saw some uh, Devon H. Han comparisons on Twitter today for Keaton Mitchell over here, and I don't think we're going to get quite that. Um, I don't think he's going to be quite that productive. He is very fast, though, in similar mold. But the Ravens' backfield, it's going to be Gus Edwards no matter what, especially around the, the goal line in the red zone. But Keith Mitchell is definitely going to be part of that backfield. John Harbaugh's already come out and said that's going to be a hot hand thing. You know, don't forget Justice Hill's back there still as well. So, you know, I like Keaton Mitchell, but he has some competition in the backfield. And their upcoming schedule doesn't look too great, actually. Playing the Cleveland Browns this week, who we know have a really, really good defense. They They do. And just looking at, they got Gus, Justice. So technically, Justice Hill is ahead of Keaton Mitchell right now, but I don't think it means a ton. I'm just really looking forward to everybody blowing all their fab on Keaton Mitchell, starting him, and he gets three points. Yeah, I I don't expect him to do super well this week against the Browns. Um, One, because I don't expect him to get maybe six to eight touches um, because he's going to be part of that backfield committee. And while he has the opportunity and the ability to break one off, that Browns defense, man, this year is historically good. 
It is, yeah. Uh, credit to Jim Schwartz. He knows how to coordinate a good defense. All right, so let's move on. And actually what we're going to do is go ahead and take a moment and hear a word from our sponsors. All right, fantastic. Welcome back, everybody. So I want to tell you about another player that I'm liking to buy low on. And that is Dallas Cowboys tight end Jake Ferguson. Might I remind you the second place Dallas Cowboys in the NFC East? Had to. Had to. Sorry. Um, so when you're done crying about the officiating, you can just remember that he had a touchdown in each of the last two weeks. He appears right now to be Dak's number two target on the team. Brandon Cook's ain't it. It's C.D. Lamb. It's Jake Ferguson. And it is a massive, massive question mark after that. Jake Ferguson is a guy I wanted you to buy before the season. Remember, I told you. You did. Yeah, and look, the fact of the matter is good tight end play is hard to find. Just like good running back play is really hard to find right now. And you know what, Nate? We can almost say that in some cases good wide receiver play. Good everything play is hard to find. I don't know about you. But just looking at how this year is panning out, I'm like, do I have any idea what I'm doing? Because everything just sets up so good, and then the NFL scriptwriters are screwing me here. But <laughs> I don't I, know. I, it's going pretty well for me so far this year, Mike. Well, especially in Scott Fish. Scott yeah. Fishbowl update real quick. What Still do we got? Number two. Still number two. Um, Still number did two. You, you got Aiden O'Connell, I believe? Got Aiden O'Connell off waivers, so okay. – uh, we'll see how that goes. Also have Zach Wilson. So between the two of them and Sam Howell, we're going to make a run. All right. Um, I'm way more <laughs> invested in your cousins. team right now than I am in mine because mine has won maybe two games all year. <laughs> the uh, Jonathan Taylor Ramondre Stevenson stack did not work out mm-hmm. the way I had anticipated. That being said, had I drafted Jake Ferguson, I would have been happy. Because like I said, touchdown in each of the last two weeks, really tough catches good yardage afterwards and they check out what you can get him for Ryan Tannehill in a fourth. Would you make that trade? I absolutely would. It might be a little bit harder though after this past week. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, I think he's in the rise. Here's another one. I saw Joshua Kelly and Cleo Shakir for mm-hmm. Jake Ferguson. I'll uh, make that deal. Joshua Kelly. I like him, but he's not going to be the guy. Even if Austin Eckler moves on Cleo Shakir. You know, that, that Buffalo Bills wide receiver room is a little more crowded than we think, especially got Dalton Kincaid there. Gabe Davis looks good, of course, Stephon Diggs. And here's another one. This is a no-brainer. And these are all recent trades, by the way, within the last week. Cedric Tillman for Jake Ferguson. Yeah. I mean. We'll do that. I you know Jake Ferguson's productive right now. I'm all in. And the thing is, you know, what I think, I've kind of shifted my thought process with trades like this because I like Cedric Tillman. And I think you did too pre-draft. We had some concerns, fifth-year senior, only one really good year of production coming off an injury-plagued year. But if I have a guy that's productive right now, and I think to myself, can I find another Cedric Tillman in next year's draft, in the third or fourth round, then I'm going to move on from that player and give me guaranteed production. You know, I liked when the the Cowboys drafted Luke Schoenmacher, uh, but Ferguson's the guy right now and we got to roll with that we saw what prescott and this offense did with dalton schultz another guy who by the way is having a fantastic year again told you so really toot my own horn tight end whisper over here i'm the tight end whisper um but give me the guaranteed production over a gigantic question mark and if you miss out on cedric tillman but you get a potential low-end tight end one that's fine so nate let's move on who is your next buy low yeah, well, my Scott Fishbowl team, Sam Howell. 
Um, he has been incredibly productive so far this season. Um, and I think at this point, he's likely shown enough to get a second year as the guy for the commanders, you know, and Ron Rivera actually came out and said, you know, for the first time in a while, we feel like we have a guy here, um, you know, for the franchise. So with that kind of backing from his head coach with how he's performed this year, I think he's got a second chance, which gives me a lot of more confidence buying into him in dynasty, knowing that, you know, I'm pretty confident he's going to be starting next year as well, because that's at the end of the day, sometimes all we care about is just having starting quarterbacks, but Sam Howell, like I said, has been productive so far. The quarterback nine on the season, Mike. It's crazy. In points per game, was eighteen point six. Good for and for the record, I've seen some people say he's too small. He is like almost exactly the same height and weight as Jalen Hurts, and no one is questioning Jalen Hurts' size at all. So yeah, he's fine. Drew Brees was short. By the way, <laughs> anyway, Shorter. proceed. Yeah, and Sam Howell's. On pace to throw for almost 5,000 yards That's awesome. um, this season, have over 300 rushing yards. Um, you know, he, he might have 25 passing touchdowns, 30 passing touchdowns maybe. So, you know, quite the season for Sam Howe. Um, also, unfortunately, on pace to possibly break the sack record. Um, also on pace to drop back more than any quarterback ever. So really at the end of the day, I do love Sam Howe, but also I love the enemy's quarterback. Whoever is Eric Bieniemy's quarterback, give me that guy because Eric Bieniemy is saying, hey, I don't care if I have Patrick Mahomes in this offense or not. I'm running the same offense. We're dropping back to pass the ball. And it's, it's you know, whether or not Sam Howell is that guy or not, it's equating to fantasy points for, you know, my fantasy team, and I love it right now. So Sam Howell, I'm all in, plus the rushing upside gives us some, you know, extra fun there on a week-to-week basis. So I'm moving to 24 first for Sam Howell, a late one. Um, you know, no problem to get that quarterback. Um, Kenny Pickett, Daniel Jones. I know they're probably not valued as high as Sam Howe because of his productivity. But also, you know, some people are going to think that Daniel Jones, Kenny Pickett have more long-term value uh, because they're still, you know, on long-term contracts and have that draft capital behind them, that investment. Um, but I'm more than willing to, you know, package those guys with a late second and get Sam Howe um, because I believe in Sam Howe over both of the, those guys straight up to be quite honest. I think Kenny Pickett and Daniel Jones, you know, they're probably going to be around a while. They do have some, you know, some guaranteed investment valuation to, you know, be the round for another three or four years. But I, I don't like their productivity. They yeah. can't produce. And Sam Howell is. So give me him. Uh, give, I'll, you know, get rid of Derek Carr or Russell Wilson with a second round pick for Sam Howell. Yeah. I, I'm more than willing to move on from these quarterbacks, upgrade to Sam Howell, who I think has another year, coming under his belt and been very productive for our fantasy team. So give me, give me some. I like, I like this. He currently does lead the NFL in interceptions. I don't know if you mentioned that or not. Nate. Basically like Jameis Winston a little bit. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't throw as many picks, not nearly as many picks. The only thing that I will say is I think he'd be more effective if the enemy like 45 attempts, 52 attempts and 42 attempts. This is Madden, man. This is a Madden offense. It is, but um, I mean, look in the game against Philadelphia. He's Tom Brady when he plays against Philly. He had four <laughs> touchdown passes, man. I mean, yep. I like what I see, and I do get to watch the Commanders at least twice a year play against the Birds. So I think he's really he has good pocket presence, good poise. He can scramble too. He's not a huge runner, but he he can extend plays. Um, I like Sam Howell. I think yeah, this and is- he's. 
He's been a guy that I've been a fan of for a long time. Um, yeah. Here's my quarterback two in the draft that year, behind yeah. Kenny Pickett, actually. There you go. That was not a great uh, quarterback draft. But, you know, you're talking about guys like Daniel Jones, Kenny Pickett, why people think they'll have more long-term viability. They were first-round picks. And yeah. Daniel Jones did just sign a contract extension. A lot of people are saying the Giants might move on. I don't think so. Um, so, personally, for me, I think Daniel Jones is a really good by-low candidate right now as well after tearing his ACL. Obviously not for this season, but uh, I might go kick the tires on some uh, Daniel Jones. And right after, I try to acquire Chicago Bears running back Khalil Herbert. So he's eligible to return this week, week 10. He looked really good prior to his injury. Really, he was the only thing that looked good on the Chicago Bears prior to his injury. But um, And he was actually activated off of IR yesterday, November 6th, um, two days ago when this comes out. Chicago runs the ball pretty well. In case you guys haven't noticed, Dante Foreman's looked pretty good. Dante Foreman is a little limited, though. He's not as good. As, I think Khalil Herbert is a little bit more dynamic than Dante Foreman. Um, I think he can help give your team a push this year. He's only 25, so I think he's viable past this season as well. So a couple trades here. Um, Gus Edwards for Khalil Herbert and a fourth if you're looking to get younger. Three years younger than Gus Edwards. Josh Dobbs for Khalil Herbert. If you don't need a quarterback, if he's the guy you, you scoop the ball waivers, you don't need him, but you need a running back, I like this move. Um, you might be able, honestly, with the way Josh Dobbs has been playing, you might be able to tack on a fourth to that, maybe a third. Depending, if it's super flex, get a little bit extra out of there. Here's another one, Romeo Dubs for Khalil Herbert. And I like that too. Yeah. Now, I like Dubs, but again, another guy like Cedric Tillman, I feel like I could find another Romeo Dubs. Honestly, Wide receivers, Chicago, uh, Green Bay Packers. Give me Jaden Reed. Uh, you know, you know, I love some Jaden Reed, Mike. Me too. I do too. So, Nate, you know what I love? The underdog scrub pick of the week. I don't know if you're gonna like this week's. Well, who plays Thursday night? Remind me. Remind the people, Nate. Oh, look, we got a really, really good one this Thursday. This is the pinnacle of Thursday night football. We have the Super Bowl for the 101. We got <laughs> the Carolina Panthers versus the Chicago Bears. Oh, boy. And a classic Thursday night football suck off. Um, pretty sure Justin Fields is not playing. I think they're going to do another week. Another lower. Week, uh, I'm badging. taking the lower. <laughs> um, we, as we know, the Carolina Panthers haven't been great. So, uh, so Mike, I want to make this one really special for you. You're gonna, it's gonna be and, Miles Sanders, and it? you know we got a scrub in Miles Sanders this year. He has broken my heart. You don't know how much Miles Sanders I have on my bench right now. Oh, it's been it's been rough for Miles Sanders. Now, here's the contest, Mike. Miles Sanders against the Chicago Bears in Thursday Night Football. Higher or lower? Twenty and a half rushing yards. Twenty point five rushing yards. Have you heard That's such a low number, right, Mike? Yeah, I heard like so prior to the last game, um, he was, you know, we got that blurb that he's gonna take a backseat to Chuba Hubbard, blah, blah, blah. I mean, the last game, six for 39. Before that, two for zero, seven for 32, 13 for 19. Oh man. You know what? I'm gonna take higher. I didn't say I'm going to start him. 
but I'm going to take higher here. I'm, the love for Miles Sanders does not die on this show. Well, look, for the most <clears> part, <throat> he has gotten over that. Oh, this is a really low bar. Um, <laughs> but only under that total twice all year. Um, I know he did miss some time, so I'm going to take the higher. All right. Well, Mike, I'm also going to take the higher here. He's only got to get 21 yards. I mean, that shouldn't be that difficult, right? The Chicago Bears are giving up 4.6 yards per carry. Can Miles Sanders get five carries? I, I hope up. so. If you can't, <laughs> yeah, then he's cuttable at that point, right? I, I just – I don't know. He'll be somewhere else next year. It's it's that easy. He just signed a three-year contract. It's crazy that they've already uh, I've dropped him already. Yeah, and I told my former boss that I really like working there too. Um, but if what I'll tell you is that if you want in on the Pick'em Fun and Underdog Fantasy, use the promo code Rewind to not only get a one hundred percent first deposit match up to five hundred dollars. That's literally a free five hundred dollars, by the way, guys. You get a mystery special Pick'em in the lobby when you sign up as a new user. This mystery pick is always a winner, and then you're one pick away from winning your first Pick'em. So join Underdog Fantasy today using promo code Rewind. The link is in the description of this pod, and of course, any of our YouTube videos. So go check it out. If you're not following us on YouTube, please do that and make sure a rating and review would be fantastic as well on Apple Podcasts. So, um, or whatever it is, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you Spotify, just everywhere you can love us, please. Yes, super appreciated. So appreciate it. Next time, for Nate, I'm Mike. See you guys later. All right, everyone, that is going to do it for us this week. But if you're headed to a game, make sure you check out SeatGeek.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things live events. It offers the best price available. Use the promo code DynastyRewind. You'll get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Don't forget, if you want to play some best ball, head on over to Underdog. It's the easiest buy-in in fantasy football. And it's not having to worry about setting your lineups, man. That's what it's all about. So again, underdog.com. Use the promo code Rewind. A 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Visit our store over at payhip.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. That's where you find our roster reviews. That's where you find all of our manuals and everything like that. Head on over there now. Grab some merch at spreadshop.com. Link is down below. And we want to see you in our community. And that is patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. But... Until next time, everybody, for my faithful co-hosts, Chev Nooney and Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. Thank you for listening.